again. Lily. Oh. <laughs> I'm but sorry. I just don't want her by the window because like oh. squirrels are all over and I can't. She starts barking like crazy. <laughs> Lily. Oh. Okay. I think we're good now. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> we'll hope for the best. Okay. Let's start over. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Midweek Mania. Today, we have lots to talk about, including out-of-the-box careers, TikTok's new series, and some good old throwbacks. Let's jump right into it. So let's just start about start off with talking about out-of-the-box careers. Me personally, I have absolutely no idea what I want to do with my life yet. Obviously, I'm working towards my broadcast and cinematic arts degree, but there's so many things I want to try. Emily, please tell me I'm not the only one who feels this way. No, you're not. I'm same way. I don't know. I feel like I'm the type of person where I just go somewhere random and then out of nowhere, I see someone and I'm like, I wonder what it's like to have that job. Is that weird? I do the same thing all the time, especially like higher up jobs. Like "Mm, what what would it be like to be like that? You know what I mean? Oh yeah. My favorite example, I don't know why, but every time I go to the movie theater, which has been a while, every time I go, I like... I just kind of want to be them. Like I've had this idea in my mind that I want to work in a movie theater. Maybe that's because I like movies. Maybe it's because of our degree. I have no idea. But I do know that a movie theater employee was super common in my hometown, especially like in my school because the movie theater was right across the street from my high school. So there was a lot of people I knew that worked there. And the pay was like decent, but they got to see free movies and they had cheap concessions. And I don't know why I just thought that job was so cool. Like if I could go back and do that job in high school, That would, like, kick off, like, the beginning of my love for movies and, like, the media industry, I think. That was the same in our, like, our high school and hometown. The big job to do is to go work at the movie theater that was downtown. Like, everybody at school tried to get a job there, and it was really hard to get one, too. You know, it's funny. I guess, I don't know if we've ever, like, actually mentioned this, but Emily and I actually grew up not very far from each other. Yeah. (laughs) So it's interesting to see how similar yet different our experiences are. So that's really cool. Another job I thought of was, like, working in an ice cream shop. I don't know if that was just, like, something seasonal. I was like, yes! But I really liked the idea of Cold Stone. And I think there's this thing at Cold Stone where if they, like, if a customer asks you to sing, you have to do it when you're making ice cream. Maybe I'm just making that up. I, I don't know. I think I read it somewhere, but I also really wanted to work at Cold Stone when I was younger. I think I just like life experiences. Like, I want to try everything possible. Have you ever seen Dirty Jobs with Mike Rowe? That was my favorite show growing up. Me and my brother loved Mike Rowe. I don't necessarily think that I'd want his job. Like, I wouldn't want to do the dirty jobs, but he had such a cool job because he'd just get to, like, shadow people in their jobs. And his job was just, like, have new jobs every day. I don't know. Something something seems interesting about that. Like, you'd never get too... Nothing would ever get too old because you're always trying something new. That being said, we are college students and jobs are in the future at some point. And I looked up some out-of-the-box job ideas within our field, in our area of like entertainment and media that I thought I'd share with you. First one, is a travel blogger and a video nomad. Does this sound like somewhat familiar or does it just sound like really weird terms? No, it it sounds familiar. Like I know what that is. Okay, so a travel blogger obviously gets paid to travel somewhere and produce content. So they're like freelance workers, but the options are endless. They get to see the world. You know, if a hotel wants them to do promo for the hotel, then they give them a free night in Bali or, you know, places like that. 
same kind of thing goes for video nom- nomad except for like a travel blogger might be limited to like a blog or like instagram post whereas like a video nomad can actually create content that's always been a dream of mine just to travel emily does that interest you at all what traveling or just the job itself either or yeah i think it'd be a lot of fun to be able to you know to do something that both like you and I have like training for obviously because we do this all the time in school but like to be able to travel and do it that is really cool well that's definitely one to add to the list I think it's very basic it might be kind of hard to get into this industry but I think it could be something that you could do as like a side job even with a different job second one this is my life's work (laughs) professional super fan have you ever heard of this concept I never knew that this was even a thing (laughs) so I have been a huge fan of One Direction for literally like 10 years now, okay? And I I was a fangirl in high school. My fandom and my fan experiences has kind of died down a bit. But then I saw at Claudia A81 on TikTok and she talked about her job. She calls it the professional super fan, but her actual job title is the community and engagement manager at KYN Entertainment. I think she's about 26, but she started being a One Direction super fan when she was in her teens, and she ran an update account on Twitter, and she got to attend the American Music Awards and other award shows. As a result, she got to live tweet during the event, which just that experience sounds amazing to me, even though that wasn't a job at that point. Like, having a following and being able to attend, like, awards shows based on your passion for a band, that's crazy that's so cool but this actual position was made for her she networked her way up in the industry for seven years so she started doing um, talent escorting which we'll talk about in a little bit and she just made connections with people and pitched herself as someone who can offer a fan perspective in the music industry so her real job is just to make a fan base excited about standing an artist So they would ask her, how can we do better? How can we relate with our fans? What are the fans going to enjoy? And a couple of the bands that she works with right now include Pretty Much, which is like an up-and-coming boy band, and then Boys World, which is a girl band. So that's crazy. I mean, the fact that the 21st century has allowed for a job from having, you know, an obsession or a passion for music and being able to be like a professional fan that's crazy yeah that's like you said is crazy but like it was even crazier is that she spent seven years of her life trying to get this to happen and it finally happened so she was very dedicated in making sure like this could be a job well and the cool thing about it is she didn't actually really go to school like she doesn't have a college degree she did do there's like a music industry extension program from ucla it's like i think a certificate kind of it's about a year's worth of school but she just like she didn't actually complete like a bachelor's degree or a master's she just started working when she was 18 going to these events and then did that music business extension course just to get a little bit more experience wow that's so, pretty cool i talked about her telling her start in talent escorting and i want to go into that a little bit because i think the idea is super cool so a talent escort have you ever heard of that nope Okay. So this is someone who volunteers to escort celebrities down the red carpet at awards shows. I thought people's like a band managers did this. I didn't realize that you would get volunteers to do this, but I guess the idea is these volunteers will come in ahead of time and figure out where their artist is like supposed to be, where they have to sit. They'll take them from the red carpet to their seats, things like that. So Claudia got to escort Jared Leto, 
Hozier, Fifth Harmony, Demi Lovato, Van Halen, may he rest in peace, and many others down red carpets at award shows. And she said that if you get performers, then you get to have experience there the whole weekend because you have to take them to practices too. So I think that's cool. Wow, that is really cool. Of course, it's not paid, but I mean, imagine imagine being able to escort like first just being on a red carpet. Yeah, I was just going to say you yourself on the red carpet is just the big deal right there. And then escorting a celebrity I mean, she showed pictures. She's like, oh, that's the back of my head. Like, obviously, they're not, like, posing with them, but I just right. think cool. So there's that one. And then also in this category is a seat filler. Same idea, except for instead of escorting celebrities, you're given, like, free tickets to these award shows. And you're just supposed to fill in a seat to make the crowd look full. So, hmm, I mean, I they did that. dress up and get to go to these award shows for free, that's... That's pretty cool. Yeah. Interesting jobs. If you're in the LA area, definitely try it out. I mean, why not? I think you have to register to be in their database and you might not always get an offer, but it's worth a shot. Right. And then like, that's all I have for jobs that are in our field. But I want to quickly talk about how crazy it is that people (laughs) our age are Hollywood stars. Yeah. I did not realize that the girl who plays Moana who played Moana, is our age. That's crazy. She played Moana I... at 16. Oh, my and God. She, she's now an established actress on TV and in movies. I think she just came out on a new Netflix movie. And in 2018, she had a she was, like, one of the stars of the show Rise, which was on TV, and I love that show. That's so bizarre to think that here yeah. we are in college. We're in college, you know? The quote-unquote normal life path, like, kind of be expected. What's expected? And... There's people our age just killing it in the industry. Right. Yeah. I noticed that when I was doing like our new artist of the week, little hint at mine, but like mine was our age. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's already huge, like getting up there and she's 20. Like, that's <laughs> crazy. 20 something. But talk, let's talk about Disney stars. Sky Jackson's only 17. Wow. You know, from Jesse. <laughs> Yeah. And I feel like she's been in the spotlight for a long time. Like, I feel like she's very established. Mm -hmm. And it's beyond me that she's still under the age of 18. And she's built this empire for herself. I mean, she's on Dancing with the Stars. I know as a kid, that was always my dream to be on that show. And to be on that show, not even 18 years old, crazy. Going along, I'm going to bring up my favorite show for the third episode in the row. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Julia the Phantoms. I'm obsessed. I looked at the cast and I realized that I'm like older than about half of the cast who play students, which is weird because I think when I think of like Hollywood movies, a lot of times like people who play high school students are a lot older than high school students. It's weird to think that like we're older than half the people in the show and right. they're killing it. They're on their own Netflix show. I don't know. Does it ever make you feel bad about yourself? It just makes me feel really old. Like, I know I'm not old, but like, it just makes me feel like I'm in a different world. Like, I, I relate more to my parents than I do to these young kids that are like making it. It's, it's just weird. But I think there's something that has to be said. While it seems weird, I think it illustrates the possibilities for our future. Mm-hmm. Like, these people made it so we can make it too, just in our yeah. own industry. You know, with that, I just have to say, do what makes you happy, work for your dreams, and get out there, work for it, and things will happen. I do agree. 
All right. So for this week, I am going to take the pop culture roundup. I found a very interesting thing that is pretty exciting. TikTok is now coming out with a new series. So TikTok over the year, like the past year probably, has earned a reputation for turning songs like 24K Golden's Mood and Jason Derulo's Savage Love into like hot 100 hits on Billboard. And so artists have been starting to release their songs on TikTok and debut their music on the social media site. So October 20th, which was yesterday or yesterday for us, was the announcement of Watermarked is what they're going to call their series. It's a listening session series. So they're going to do it every Thursday at 1130 Eastern Standard Time and a different artist will host on the TikToks live. So their individual page is going to go live. They are going to do the exclusive first listen of their new album before it hits streaming at midnight. And artists will talk through the albums, through their thought process, you know, answer any questions that their fans have and just be there for their fans, which is really cool. And so the launch starts October 22nd with Luke Combs and his new deluxe edition of What You See Ain't Always What You Get. I love Luke Combs, so I'm very excited. I definitely want to see this. So like it's going to happen at 1130 and then at midnight, his new deluxe album is going to come out. And so next Thursday, they are going to decide or they have already decided who's going to do next Thursday, October 29th. Trippy Red is previewing his album Pegasus. And then I also wanted to say that Billboard states that while TikTok initially had a conscientious relationship with the Billboard industry over music licensing the platform, now armed with broad music licensing agreements, is increasingly partnering with artists and record labels to promote music on the platform. So very cool. I'm really excited. I definitely want to watch the Luke Combs one tomorrow. It's going to be really cool. It's awesome to think that this is free. TikTok is free. Right. And while a lot of artists do like listening parties, you know, on Instagram live or stuff, I could totally see this being like an opportunity where you'd have to pay to see it. So the fact that they're giving this inside scoop is going to create so much traction to TikTok. So not only is it like a good marketing idea for the artists and getting their music out there, but also for TikTok to get more of that growing fan base. Right. And like, you know, TikTok is all about, you know, music and sounds because that's what you do. You make a video to a music, like a short clip of a song or a different sound. And so, you know, you never thought, like, I never thought about them needing these licensing to be able to play all these songs. Like they have to be able to have the copyrights for it and they don't. And so like, this is a good balance so that artists can promote their music while they can still play some of their music too. Very cool. Well, we've all been waiting for it. Child nostalgia, back at it again. Emily, I'm very excited about this week. Me too. So we're going to talk about some TV shows that shaped our childhood. Now I want to mention there are too many for me to listen here. So I apologize if I don't list any of the cult classics, but I'm going to try my very best to get to some of my favorites. First off, we have The Wiggles. Emily, please tell me you watched The Wiggles. A classic. It was a classic in our household. So if you don't know what The Wiggles is, I question if you have lived under a rock. I don't mean that in a rude way, but The Wiggles has been a staple in many households all over the world. So anyways, it's an educational musical show hosted by The Wiggles, an Aussie band. Did you know that Anthony is the only original member still in the band? I didn't even know that they were still together. So They are are still together. I think they were formed like 90... 
1991 or 1993, wow. something like that. But yes, they're still going strong. They're still producing content. They actually have That's a TikTok crazy. account. Follow the Wiggles on TikTok. I know you want. Oh my gosh! You know I'm gonna have to. I'm 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 so excited that they're still around. Fun fact: I did see them in concert. I think in 2003, somewhere That's around. Funny then. because I saw them in concert too. So you know how we grew up like similar areas. I wonder if we went to the same concert. We probably did. <laughs> I'm getting chills. That's so funny. Yeah. We I love the Wiggles. That was funny. Friendship established in 2003. <laughs> don't, don't make fun of me for this, but I 100% still sing Fruit Salad and Big Red Car. I literally, like when you said the Wiggles in my head, started singing Fruit Salad. Like <laughs> there's no way I always sing Fruit Salad. Well, my cousin has a son and he's a toddler. And so I love singing the wiggles to him so i don't know i think they're classic they're never gonna get old right they they talk about topics that are i think sensitive but they do it in a way that's educational like they made a social distancing song and put it on tiktok Aww. i mean come on that's cute much love for the Wiggles. Shout out to you all if you're listening. We love you. Next, we have the Naked Brothers Band. Did you ever watch this? Honestly, I can't remember if I did or not. It sound, The name sounds so familiar, but I can't picture it. So maybe, maybe, maybe if you talk about it, maybe I'll remember. Those of you listening cannot see my face right now, but I just want <laughs> you to know that I just had the biggest like shocked face you've ever seen the naked brother ba- brothers band was a show on nickelodeon that followed not not that followed nat and alex wolf and it was like a mockumentary of their band and their daily lives now i'm thinking they're only like i don't know like 10 11 12 they were young they were tweens okay but it was one of my favorite shows one of my favorite songs from the show was rosalina and dare i say it was the birth of my boy band obsession <laughs> At one point, they partnered with Subway to make the Subway Fresh Fit for kids meals. Say that five times fast. Yeah. And they they gave like little like toys. I don't think Subway does it anymore. Correct me if I'm wrong. But they gave away a Naked Brothers Band bracelet and I found it in my closet last year. Oh my gosh. You'll have to look it up. But um, Matt and Alex Wolf are actors. They've been actors ever since and they've been in some pretty big movies. So like yeah, Stella's... I- Stella's Last Birthday, have you seen that trailer on Netflix? The which one? Stella's Last Birthday. No. Oh. Well, that's one of the more recent movies they've done that both of them are in, but I don't know. I think I do actually know it because I I just looked up the Naked Brothers band on Google just so that I could see like the cover art of the show. And yeah, I do remember it. I didn't watch it a whole lot, but I remember it being played all the time. I don't even know how Nickelodeon like came up with that show and produced it and actually put it out just the name of it it's beyond me but i had to include it i mean i still sing some of those songs which is so crazy right but you know what probably one of the first shows i think i saw with like actual people and that was like not a cartoon or not like a kid's educational show like the wiggles right the next string of shows i can't can't mention one, but I would just like to mention that Cartoon Network was the prime yes. of my childhood cartoons. We all had Disney. We loved the Disney movies. Great. Even Nickelodeon was great. We like those cartoons, but Cartoon Network, that was their prime as well, too. I don't know that I'm such a huge fan of like anything that they have anymore. Right. I feel but- like when we were younger, all those shows were like the bomb and everybody still remembers them and maybe we're biased because that was our childhood but i just feel like the quality has decreased a little bit yeah 
I feel like the content has even decreased a little bit because it's, I feel like Cartoon Network has gotten a little bit more adult with their cartoons, like in their scripting. And it's not like, it's kid friendly, but like there's like jokes and stuff that hint, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what is it? Total Drama Island? I feel like that was a little too adult for Cartoon Network. Anyways, back to the great shows. Here's some of my favorites. Here's a long list. I can't go into depth, but it's just to point out how many great shows they had. Right. Camp Laszlo, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, Teen Titans, the original, okay? The original, not the spinoff that they have right now. I'm a little salty. Totally Spies, My Gym Partner's a Monkey, Courage the Cowardly Dog, Johnny Bravo, Dexter's Lab, The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, which Little Birdie told me you can actually find their episodes on Twitter now. Ooh. Codename Kids Next Door, The Powerpuff Girls, and Ed, Ed, and Eddie. That's awesome. Ed and Nettie was definitely one of my favorites. The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. I absolutely loved that show. Courage and the Cowardly Dog. Those were some of my favorites. Oh, and Foster's Home. I loved Foster's too. So good. I don't even know what made them so good. I don't know if they were just relatable or I really the cartoon. don't know. I don't know, but I just, I could remember, I have, I can remember scenes from every single one of these shows. Yeah. And like some shows, you know, like we talked about the Naked Brothers Band. You're like, I don't, I kind of like don't remember that without seeing it. But these shows, I can see the names and in my head, I'll have like a clear image. Like that was that. So shout out to Cartoon Network. You guys really did did that. Great job when we were kids, man. And the last thing that I have to talk about in this category of child nostalgia is not necessarily a TV show. (laughs) Hello, friends. We're back. Shout out to Emily's dog. She's a real one. Lily. <laughs> we were talking about something that was nostalgic that wasn't necessarily a TV show. And that is, I'm going to see if you know this just by what I'm going to say, okay? The iconic Chef Boyardee commercial. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. Okay, guys. So this commercial aired in our prime time. I'm thinking like late 2000, like six, seven, eight, somewhere around there. And a kid's at the store and he asked for Chef Boyardee and the mom says no. So they leave the store and there's shots of the can rolling down, you know, out the store, down the sidewalk, down the street, following the kid home. And it ends up going up the stairs to his house and the Chef Boyardee is there. Cinematic masterpiece. Tell me it's not one of the best commercials you've ever seen. I literally have seen it so many times and like just remember it that. As you were explaining, I could picture scene by scene, this can rolling down the specific like road because we have seen it so many times and it definitely is just a masterpiece. I have the goosebumps just thinking about it. Like that's how, that's how much of an effect it has on us. Yeah. I saw a TikTok ad with Arizona tea last week, Emily, and it was the same thing. Like a TikTok creator partnered with Arizona tea and he's at the store and he grabs a can of tea and the mom says, no, we have it at home. And the tea rolls down at the store oh down my the street gosh. and it brought me back. You know, I'm going to have to watch that because like, I want to see how similar this is to the Chef Boyardee commercial. I wish I knew the username of the guy who did it. I know I follow him, but I follow like over a thousand people on yeah. TikTok, which is so bad. So unfortunately, <laughs> I can't find it for you. But if we find it, I will 100% put it on our Instagram story at the Midweek Mania <laughs> and we'll put it in the highlights. We should we should do a little nostalgic highlight. Nostalgia highlight so you guys can see what we're talking about. Awesome. But that's all I have for childhood nostalgia. Thanks for taking a little backseat ride with me through our childhood. 
It was great. I loved all of your TV shows that you listed. Thanks. All right. So up next, we want to talk about our new artist that we want to like, you know, give a little spotlight to. So Allison, did you want to talk about yours? Yeah. So my artist, the actual artist name is Havlin, but the person behind the artist's name is Alex Zykowski. He was on a TV, a Netflix show made in Canada called Lost and Found Music Studios. I was obsessed with the show. It was kind of a spinoff of the show The Next Step, which was like from the same owners. Again, a Canadian TV show. But, you know, he was in the show in a band and I heard his voice and I really liked it. And then I found out he actually sings songs and he's got like a smooth, buttery voice. Sings very like, I don't know, like love songs, kind of like guitar acoustic, like just nice songs. And he has a new song out. I think it came out like last week or two weeks ago. So still very new called Love Take Over. Such a ballad. I love it. But other favorites of his that I have are Coffee, Gentle, and Closing Time. Though I have to say I'm extremely biased because I love all of his music. That's awesome. He sounds really nice. Like I lo- I've been really into like the very slow, like, you know, just like how you described him. I've been into that kind of music lately too. Like acoustic coffee shop. Yeah. Kind of, but, it, but in the back background do some homework i know yeah. love it all right so my artist of the week i may butcher the name i i think it's benny it might be like it's b-n-e so i'm gonna say benny if i'm wrong i apologize but she is a 20 year old new zealand singer her name is stella rose bennett but her like stage name is benny she won four new zealand music awards namely singer of the year best solo artist and best breakthrough artist and she's really known for her song super lonely that was totally like it blew up on tiktok like i can just you can see allison bobbing her head she knows the song so that song is like what she's really known for but she also has a new song called glitter out that's really good it's very similar to super lonely it's just a little not as upbeat but it's still really good i did not realize she's from new zealand yeah i didn't either it's crazy i don't know i guess with like the vibe of the song i thought she was kind of like just from like a small town in america so that's crazy and she's 20 years old and she's killing it yep so we also have some honorable mentions if you know us and even if you don't know us we'd like to tell you we love some good throwback tunes and this week i think both of our songs kind of fit that like early 2000s vibe specifically very niche like driving to a doctor's appointment on a rainy day in early 2007 (laughs) i have a playlist titled that but these two songs fit my song is Sympathy by the Goo Goo Dolls. Most people know the Goo Goo Dolls for their song Iris. I think Sympathy is very, very similar. It's got that acoustic guitar track. Love it. I used to be a really big fan of the Goo Goo, Do- the Goo, Goo Dolls when I was younger. Like, I love them. And Iris, you know, everybody likes Iris. But my song is The Reason by Hobostank. I wanted to like pick something that was similar off of what you picked. And so I kind of like, I'm not going to lie. I kind of Googled, you know, what songs are similar to the Goo Goo Dolls. And this song came up. I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't heard this in forever. Like this used to be my jam. And just like you said, it's one of those songs that you listen to in the car, going somewhere in the rain, kind of staring out the window. <laughs> it's so strange that there's like a specific like moment in time that you tie songs to. Yeah. But I'm so here for it. Like, it's very fitting. Classic song. Great choice, Emily. Thank you. We also wanted to say a quick thank you to all of you who are listening right now. 
And a special thank you to those in the UK, Germany, and Australia who are listening to our podcast. We see you. We hear you. Thanks for listening and for your support. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Midweek Mania. And as Reggie, aka Jeremy Shada, always says, tell your friends. And that's all we have for today. Thank you so much for joining us. And remember to keep on rocking.